episode 25 of the Cooldown Time podcast. I'm your infinitely good and graphically impressive host, Marco. And joining me as always is my longtime friend, a longtime gamer, and a man with the kind of mind that makes Cortana's rampancy look like a fucking head cold. We got Pablo in the house. Pa- Pablo, what, what, when, did, when did you know when you were younger? Like, what, what was that moment where you realized that something was wrong with you from like straight in the brain? Like, when, when did you figure it out? Yeah, I think uh, I think what makes me uh, uniquely insane is the fact that I don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> so you just think you're normal, McGee? That's like I'm a normal. Shoot. I'm a normal human being, bro. Listen, I, listeners, like we both listen back to our podcast. Well, because we like to hear each other talk, but also because you know we want to see how it came out. And there's no lie, there's always about like five to six times per listen where I'm like, something is really fucking wrong with him, like in the head. <laughs> like people don't be like this. You know and what I'm I saying? listen to it and I'm like, oh, two normal guys just having normal <laughs> conversations. Well, we hope you guys enjoy a very, uh, I guess, normal episode of the Cooldown Time podcast uh, this week. We have uh, loadouts. We've got, um, you know, some some new stuff to talk about. Uh, Pablo apparently likes games that aren't supposed to be good, so we're gonna we're gonna True. hear about that in our uh, loadout segment this week. We're also gonna talk about some new stories in our brand new segment called Hit Points, and then we're gonna talk Halo. Uh, with the Halo Infinite campaign overview trailer that dropped, we wanted to definitely give our takes on what we thought about the trailer and what we think about uh, the game as far as what to expect. So we're going to cover that, and we're going to bless y'all with a little something extra. As we're going to talk through our top uh, favorite Halo campaigns from from worst to best. So you're going to definitely want to stick around for that. We have a dope-ass show, and if you like it, Please be sure to give us our, uh, our our podcast a sub if you haven't already. We're on Spotify, we're on your favorite streaming services, and we're also on Apple Podcasts. And if you're there, why don't you leave us a nice five-star review and say a few nice things about us to help our show grow. And <laughs> be sure... Uh, and also be sure to keep us in your FOV in between episodes by following us on Instagram. We're at Cooldown Time Podcast or Twitter at Cooldown Time Pod. We are not on uh, Meta yet as uh, as, uh-uh, as i'm hearing at the, the the facebook thing that's going on right now nope. um but in the meantime that's how you can stay connected with your boys in between episodes so but pablo i do want to say if you look here in my bookcase i have a bottle of barbecue sauce as a bookend just like mark zuckerberg apparently has in his uh in his house just a bottle of barbecue sauce holding up mm. books because that's the way android brains think it, it's okay yeah they, see guys totally normal this is humans this is, Humans no. like the barbecue sauce, so I'll put it here next to the books that <laughs> humans like also some like. Sweet baby rays just sitting <laughs> in the office. <laughs> baby, uh, they love reading books and barbecue sauce, so <laughs> that's the way to Android. Boy. I, I, I wouldn't know I'm an Android. All right, I, I, I'm just guys. This is what I go. This is what I'm saying. This is what I'm. I, this is what I mean. I said nothing right. that was crazy or weird just now. All right, let's jump right into uh, our first segment of the day, which is loadouts. All systems nominal. Loadouts ready. All right, so Pablo, I'm, I'm kicking this over to you off the bat. You got to explain yourself, man. I, I, I'm, I'm taking you to task because you're, you're trying to tell me 
that the Guardians of the Galaxy video game is actually a good time. And I, well, I need to know why. Talk about it's, it. It's a little bit more than just a good time. It's actually a really good fucking game. Um, I think I think we get lost in moments because of the simple fact when you look at the publisher behind it, obviously being Square Enix, uh, they are the most for in my for me the most inconsistent kind of company in terms of releasing quality games. Oh, for I mean, sure. W- when you look at their past few releases, you got Kingdom Hearts Three, Left Alive, Final Fantasy VII Remake, which is excellent, Brave De- Bravely Default Two, people like, and then Balan Underworld following that quickly after, oh, which man, was, that was Bomb City. Yeah, which people many consider the this year's worst game uh, uh, of 2021. So when you look at that, and when you look at the fact that this is a licensed product being Guardians of the Galaxy, also being the fact that this is a very based on a comic book which was revived really within the uh, within kind of like the scope of of of, of, of social media and kind of everything else with the Marvel Studios films uh, of actual uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. You think to yourself, okay. Um, this game, and then when also when you, you you take into consideration that we're gamers for a long time and licensed products are bad. That's just the way we look at it. Licensed right. products are bad video games, and so when you look at that, and when you look at the trailers that they release, the 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 actual previews were lukewarm at best. It it, it this just had a, a recipe for disaster. Um, but here's the thing. I think we also jumped the gun. Let me just talk about myself. I jumped the gun and really discounted who actually was developing the game. The developer of the game is uh, Idos Montreal, which there are boys, you know. They are. Be- besides Thief, which some people don't like, I thought it was fine. It wasn't great by any stretch of the imagination. It was fine. They also made Deus Ex Human Revolution, Deus Ex uh, Mankind Divided, and Shadow of the Tomb Raider. And then follow that up with Gardens of the Galaxy. The Guardians of the Galaxy. So Gardens of the Galaxy would be a fire ass game though. <laughs> that's actually that's actually a joke. That's actually a joke in the game. Oh, uh, it is? when Groot uh, filed the paperwork and he filed it as ah, Gardens of the Galaxy. Or Gardeners of the Galaxy. And then gotcha. they put an amendment to call. anyway, besides the point. Um so here's the thing, man. Everything that uh, Idos Montreal does with the with the games in terms of quality. It's present here in the Guardians of the Galaxy game. I, I, I think um, I think one criticism that uh, I think you could put on this game is is before playing it is the fact that they didn't do they Square Enix didn't do anything to really hype this game up. Like it was rumored a little bit, and then all of a sudden it gets dropped. I think in the summer, right? They talk about it, and they don't really talk about it towards now before it comes out. And man, it's just a horrible marketing uh, uh, throughout I, I almost, the entire. I almost feel like they had their tail in between their legs a little bit because of the way that Avengers went over. That yeah. maybe they were a little too cautious about how to market this, or you know, they weren't bold enough because they were afraid, like, oh, this is gonna suck too. But the thing is, is, like, this is so different from Marvel. Like, this is kind of like you took the first two hours of the Marvel um, of the uh, Marvel Avengers games, which was actually kind of solid. And then they made that a game, like that whole entire experience into a game. And people were were very upset about the whole entire, uh, just the way Avengers was as a video game. And so this is the opposite of that, like directly an opposite. Mm. There, there's no fucking uh, live service stuff attached to it at all. Uh, there, there are uh, collectibles to pick up, different outfits to wear, but it's all in-game. None of it is is bought or anything like that. There's no in-game currency that you can buy. That's good. But, but to, to, to kind of give you the reasons why, 
Um, I think that the development team, Idols and Audios Montreal, had a hill to climb, a known IP, and then on top of that, you have known entities. You have Rocket Raccoon, you have Star Lord, you have Gamora, you have uh, Groot. All these people that have are 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 now in our minds as the people who play them in the movies. So now either you're going to make cheap uh, imitations, like Marvel Avengers, which many people didn't like that uh, that mm-hmm. new cast, or you're going to do something different to where it, it's going to be different enough from the Marvel uh, movies or the MCU, but it's going to be your own. But that would that would mean that you would have to be one. You would have to fucking kill it in the writing, and I have to tell you, I think that they do a good enough job to where there are times where I wish that they were more like the MCU characters, but then there are other times where I wish uh, where I actually like where they're taking certain characters. Specifically, Gamora is completely mm. different from the MCU and better for it, in my opinion. I, I just think she has a lot more personality. She's less the 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 assassin type that with with like no love in her heart type thing she's a lot more um she, you can she's a lot more softer if that's for lack of a better term like she has okay. emotion she's she's a real person uh and everybody funny enough everybody in this game just feels like a real person it's hard for me to to to, to outright uh recommend this game to people like marco who aren't really mcu fans but right. I, if you are mcu fan like my brother who watches those films who is not really like the he's not playing all the games he's almost done with this game which just came out a couple of mm-hmm. days ago like he's really into it he's in so it's hard for me to specifically uh outright um recommend the game but if you love marvel at all mcu at all i think i recommend this wholeheartedly i think this is one hell of an experience i am shocked shook even as to how much i love this game because i was not expect i was not expecting this at all i came into this game with 100 percent ready to shit on it and, and and almost a morbid a morbid uh curiosity to play it so i can be funny on the podcast and shit on this game <laughs> and i can't do it it's so fucking good it, it, it that's okay me. i mean I'll, I'll be funny for you because basically what you're saying is that uh guardians of the galaxy is a better game than metroid dread uh and all other good things that have happened this year completely i, I can tell you right now i'm not gonna say that because they're two different games but i will say this <laughs> It is. It would be in. It, I think Guardians of the Galaxy might make my top five of the year. Um, Stop. It, it's really. It's really. I'm not. Listen. I'm not fucking. I'm not making it up. It's really good. <laughs> but right. look. Look. Look at. Look at the pedigree of the studio who made it. I mean. I. I, I understand the trepidation. I do, but at the same time, you have to look at who made this game. They have not missed. I mean, Deus Ex. Remake, uh, you know, they remade Deus Ex into this Human Revolution. The Mankind, a uh, Mankind Divided, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Like these are quality fucking games, and they gave them the time to do this game, and it's 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 impressive. It really is a great game. Now, the one thing I will say, and to, to wrap this up, uh, in terms of the gameplay, um, it's good. It's just it just pales in comparison to everything else that the game brings, uh, mm. like the story, the writing, all that is fantastic. The the the, the fight, the combat is fine. It's, it's good. It, it's good for what it is, uh, but it is it isn't as good as a, as an experience as it, it is playing the game in terms of the story itself. All right, well, coming to a, a top five list near you, ladies and it, gents, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, and I think it opened critic. It it, it, it I think it stands at eighty two right now. Uh, that's pretty solid yeah. yeah 
yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just nice. This game is do is 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 all right for you know people who are interested. Uh, it sucks because we'll probably never get another Deus Ex because of this. <laughs> yeah, that, that's and that's the thing. But all, I because of this game, it's like a catch twenty two. Because if this game does great, there's just gonna be a sequel. Oh, you know what I mean? All, all the way. Yeah. So and if it doesn't do as good, then everybody starts questioning, huh? What is Idols Montreal doing mm-hmm. that they've made games that unfortunately don't do well? I mean, Shadow of the Tomb Raider did well, but that's already uh, uh yeah, that's well. already an established IP. Right. So yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Like, if it was up to me, if it was like, hey, you did you want a Guardians of the Galaxy or did you want the third entry in Deus Ex? I want the third entries in Deus Ex. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. But the fact that we didn't get that and we got this. It's not all lost. It is is, right. is kind of a thing. I, you know, I, again, I think Black Friday comes around and you see this on sale. I I, I honestly think you'll like it. I really Bro, do. My my game that I bought for that was a reach for me was Far Cry Six, and it turned out good. But that doesn't my happen rec- very often. My, my recommendation was Far Cry Six. You played it. You liked it. I don't know. We'll talk about another recommendation you gave me. Uh, actually, I'm I'm gonna go next, uh, so we can cover the the game side of things uh, yeah, first. If that's it. cool with you. Um, so I've been on vacation, uh, this week. Um, so I, I, I wanted to, to buy a vacation game to play that I can just kind of know life and, and get through it. Um, two problems. Far Cry 6 is still like got me by the balls, which is, uh, impressive. I'm, I'm still, I, I think I'm about 18 hours in now. I think I'm, I'm kind of, I, I've got to be probably two thirds of the way through at this point. I would yeah, imagine. I think so. Um, so that's still been a, a great time. Um, I got into some Halo just to kind of prepare for this episode, um, and it, it went crazy. It sure oh, did. But by the way, we played some Halo Four, which is we did. Great. We played some yeah. Halo Four together. It was a good time. Um, and then I also bought Tales of Arise as uh, as my 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 next JRPG project, and um, I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it at all. Um, no, let me let me let me do this. Let me. I'm gonna kind of do what I did last week and just do pros, cons, and and, and takeaways. This is probably the easiest way for me to do it. Um, it's not all bad. I mean, the the pros are obviously let's get let's get this out of the way first. The visuals and the performance are 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 great. Looks great. The anime cutscenes they look great. The battle system it's pretty great. Um, the the seamlessness of the the menus and the navigation and the post battle like summaries like the data on the side the way that they kind of streamline that great um but i think that's kind of where the like the greatness stops for me um a lot of great getting it what's that a lot of great though it's it's hey it's checking some boxes it's checking checking some boxes but the writing in this game is unbearable um, this, this is some of the, and I'm not even exaggerating. This is some of the worst writing I've, I've, I've seen in a JRPG in a long time. It is, it is so, it's not that it's like poorly translated or anything like that. There probably is some quirks there. It's just so, uh, Saturday morning cartoon, just yes. absolute gen, as generic as it can possibly get type of writing that is just so unbearably atrocious um it's tropey uh it's unremarkable i mean it's got like the amnesia angle with the main character alfin and he's super fucking corny uh he's he's the he's the corny conviction guy you know the guy i want to fight for like oh god shut the fuck up he's written with all the ham and all the fish oh my god ham eggs bacon and he went he's omelet you know what i mean (laughs) um (laughs) the the 
the Denon and Renan conflict to me is to, to me it's super dull. I I don't know. I I think that they think it's more interesting than it really is in the beginning because all all it really is to me in the in, in the opening hours is a lot of exposition dumps about yeah you know those Renans they're always uh, yeah. slaving us around you know it, it's just the same kind of thing that I've seen everywhere before. Um, the characters are fucking bland. I hate Shion already. I, I she is like the insufferable asshole. And it's like, oh, I, okay, you're going to be the one that kind of loosens up a little bit towards the end. And once you kind of open your uh, open up a little bit and we find out about your tragic backstory, you know, it's like, oh, okay, I've, I've, I've played this game a million times. And I'm, I just don't feel like playing a 50-hour game to deal with characters like that. The, the villains are so, I mean, at least the one that I played, which is, I think his name is Bal- Balsack. Balsack. Yeah. Um, it, it is very close to Balsack. Yeah. It is damn close to Balsack, and his character is Balsack. He is so boilerplate. Like JRPGs have a really big, big problem with with making villains that are just there to be villains, and there's no real depth to their character. They're just sitting around being evil and sinister in their big sinister ass chair until you show up, and then they just say some sinister shit. And then you fight them, and then you beat them, and and that's what this the first you know five ish hours of the game felt like to me, um, and really that is is what took the whole thing down for me because I think that uh, do you want to jump in real quick? Yeah, I want to ask you a quick question. Okay, um, go ahead. How how far are you into the game? I got to the five hour mark, and I'm I ran out of gas immediately. The, uh, did, so where did uh the Iron Mask uh become? I just beat that ball set guy. And then and, the mask okay. came off a little bit. Okay, so I will say this. A lot of that stuff is fronted, it's up front because I think they wanted to get that out the way because every little place that you visit has a different kind of uh, relationship with the Renan, but also the conflict around that's happening in the, in the whole world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to say that it gets better in terms of the writing, uh, Alfin is still Alfin. Uh, Shihon is still Shihon, and the the new characters that do come in provide the the levity that you're look that that you might be looking for, uh, and 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 kind of even out a lot of the characters. I, I think the cast of the game is really good. Uh, once you when, once you start to to get to them, and the story does get better. Um, and there's some stuff that happens that doesn't necessarily address what you're kind of complaining about, but there is things that happen in the game itself that do get uh, that that do it does get a lot better. Here's here's the catch-all. Here's the, the, the interesting thing about this game is that you can beat it in 35 hours, uh, and it is it is it's one of the complaints that a lot of uh, uh, Tales folks have that it isn't this 80-hour experience. It can be if you do all the horrible oh my God. side. Eighty well, hours of this story would drive yeah. me to insanity. And also, I think the side missions are like fucking. Bad. Well, that's um, a, that was next on my list. Side quests yeah. are are really really bland and and just so fucking cliche. Yeah. JRPG yeah. side quests. Can you collect ten? Yeah. Wheat. Yeah. <laughs> like, the, the, what? And, and signposting what? and signposting is a little weird. Like as to where you need to go, the oh, map sucks. It's so bad. The map, the yeah. mini map, and the waypoint thing is is just horrible. Yeah. 
Like I, I always have to stop and look like, okay, where am I again? Like where am and, I supposed really, to go? It really relies on you kind of figuring out the geography. Oh, it's to the right. So there's got to be a door to the right to get uh, through. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it, and so, then I think, I think, I think, you know, along with that, the skill tree system to me, I can't stand that. I think it's, it's so bland and, it it doesn't really feel gratifying to to unlock stuff in 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 or you know get new abilities and stuff because it just feels I don't know it just doesn't feel gratifying at all uh, and I feel like there's a, there was probably a smarter or more streamlined way to handle um, you know uh, up upgrading your skills and stuff I think I think it's cool that you can kind of set parameters for your AI companions like yeah. in battle um, based on certain scenarios like when you want to heal when you want to do this or that that stuff is cool but. I just cannot see myself wanting to endure, um, you know, 35 to 50 hours of, of that story. That's just a really hard sell. It, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. It gets, it gets better. Uh, it gets a lot better. Uh, but um, it's just that. I don't know, man. The, the thing is that they have to, they, they don't have to, but they could have done this in more. It, it almost feels like this. It almost feels like the beginning of the game could have been a comic book tie in and then start the game. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But uh, I, I, I just, I honestly think that the game does get a lot better as as uh, time goes on, and once you start kind of getting into the other worlds, it really does tend to to it, it is a lot more gratifying. Like right now, for example, you know, I met someone who uh, is then got jailed, uh, got a little betrayed by his son, and now I'm having to free him from mm. prison. Like the the and that's the main story. It's, it it kind of gets away from go here and beat the main boss of the thing, and I'm mm. running, and I'm you know it, it it goes away from that, and it gets a little bit more into the into the dichotomy and, and the relationships in the group itself between between each character. Uh, so. There's a lot of that, uh, but yeah. I mean, I, I, it's hard for it's hard for me to, 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 to tell you, hey, you're wrong because I I, I, I experienced a lot of that at well, the beginning too. I, I mean, I, I think I think it all comes down to how uh, there's a certain level of of uh, this probably isn't an official word, but bearability uh, when it comes to JRPGs. You know, like there's some JRPGs that do a lot of tropey shit and a lot of trite, like poorly written stuff that you can deal with because there's other things that are around the game or even in the story that make up for it. And then yeah. there's games where it just, it, what the game is trying to give you aside from the tropey, poorly written stuff isn't enough. Right. And I think that just depends on a, a per, you know, the person. You know, yeah, for yeah, you, yeah. That, it might, this game might still hit for you better than me, vice versa. Like to me... I compare this game to the uh, an RPG that I played earlier this year, uh, East Nine Monstrum Knox, and I think that other than the graphics being wildly better than East Nine was, I think East Nine does virtually everything uh, either as good or or even uh, noticeably better than uh, Tales of Arise does. So I think you but, might have gotten your fill on the Saturday morning cartoon type thing because East Nine not, is, has a lot of that. In some ways, yes. In some ways, uh, they did take some chances with uh, that East Nine story that I thought was really cool. That kind of broke some conventions too, uh, especially with you know the type of uh, you know main characters that were in the game uh, and, and some of the mystery behind that as well. Uh, so I, I I don't know. I mean, I'll be honest. I uninstalled this game because <laughs> I just I just got to a point where I'm like I this is like I said it, it was just. From a writing standpoint, it was it was just 
painfully atrocious. And I had heard coming into it, that, oh, the first five hours, six hours are like white hot. You're going to be like, you're going it, to, it's going to be hard. And then it's going to slow down and then it's going to have like a little lull period and then it's going to ramp back up towards the end. So I came in expecting those opening hours to really, really hit and uh, and get me invested. And it, it really just kind of put me off. So I don't know. I, I might try it again. I, I just don't know. what I'm, I might even try changing the voice acting to Japanese voice acting and see if that helps eliminate some of the hokiness pl- of, of the story. I did. You did? I, oh. When it comes to JRPGs, um, uh, and especially... Th- post persona 5 uh not persona 5 uh yeah especially post persona 5 that the american mm. that the american uh like goes so good you know oh yeah 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 english you kind of yeah mm-hmm. the english dub was really good so you kind of want that and then you don't ever really get that that's not a thing like mm-hmm. that was that's an anomaly not really you know that's not what happens all the time yeah i i have to switch over um like even when i was playing um judgment uh i, I think the voice acting in judgment is great but I, I, you know, there's just some characters that suck, and so I had to switch over to Japanese. <laughs> uh, but by the way, Yagami in Japanese is horrible. But anyway, um, uh, yeah. it, it doesn't yeah. match his, his him no. at all. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, I listen. I agree with you. I think you're the. I, I think you have more JRPGs under your belt, uh, and so I understand the fatigue. I here's what I hope. I hope that uh, 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 Tensei was it. Shinsei, Shin Megami Tensei. Shin Megami Tensei is 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 the next persona for you because you know this one yeah. kind of fell flat on his face. Oof. Yeah, I, I I might try it again. Um, I think I'm just not in the mood to to put up with that kind of storytelling right now. Let me ask um, you a question. It's not do you for think me. it do you think it has to do with how wildly different your playing habits are right now? You're in shooter mode, like shooter central. Uh, no, not really. I mean, I I I've gotten better at. At, at turning off my brain a little bit more for JRPGs now. I don't expect a lot. Um, I expect a lot of familiar tropey shit, and then I expect something to kind of, you know, again, like I said earlier, just something extra that is different to make me, to make it more bearable, uh, bearable and more palatable for me. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I am... I know what I'm in for, for the most part, and it just gotcha. this was this wasn't the kind of game that that was. Uh, and, and granted, I did have concerns about the game even with the demo. Like I'm like you I did. don't know about these characters. I know I don't know anything about them, and I'm just getting like disjointed dialogue there. But I'm like I still don't know. But you know what? I, I wouldn't have known until I tried. So when win, lose or draw, I'm I'm so glad I at least gave it a fair shake. But yeah. Um, Oh, especially um, when people are talking about this being the best J- uh, JRPG since Persona Five. Which yeah, is, which yeah. I think is. I think it's untrue. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I played. I, I've never finished Persona Five. Uh, you know, deep into it, 60, 70 hours even, and I can tell uh, you right now, the quality of Tales of Arise compared to Persona Five story. I I think that um, I, I think people are insane to say what they're saying about that. I mean, oh. I I think you could be a JRPG and still be a good JRPG, but then to say it's the next best since Persona listen, Five. And I, listen, I, I didn't. I, I'm not, I never finished it. I'll tell you exactly what it is. What what, what it is is it's another example of drought clout it is okay. a, a dry 2021 so dry and people got a, a lotion a, a, on 2021 oh man it's <laughs> it, 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 they got a, a a nice jrpg in tales of arise but because it was good enough in a year where there's not a lot of anything it's 
oh, it's up there. It's uh, it's right up there with these games, and it's up there in this echelon of RP. It's it's not. It's just that you guys, if this came out in a in a busy like pat, if this came out next year, oh, it, people would have been like, ah, oh, it's it tells Verizon. I, I forgot that came came out at all. Like, yeah. so I think it's just a drought clout kind of thing. Um, but we got to move on. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit of film and movie stuff real quick. Now, we're going to keep this spoiler-free for those of you who have not seen either um, you know, the, the movie we're going to talk about or the show we're going to talk about. But Pablo, why don't you jump back in uh, and tell us about uh, Dune? Yeah, so, I mean, Dune. Everybody's talking about Dune and doing that and doing this. Um, it, just, it just <laughs> got, uh, the sequel just got greenlit. Uh, yes. So basically, for those who don't know, Dune, uh, they've attempted to make it before. They actually made it. Uh, David Lynch, I think, made it before, and it was uh, a mess. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's too much stuff in the book. Uh, uh, there's a documentary. If I, I'm sorry if I'm butchering the name. It's called Janikowski's Dune, which is his filmmaker who tried to make Dune. And the just a little side thing about that is... Alien, the movie Alien, came from the leftover stuff that Dune was trying to do. Like they never made that movie, so mm. all that, all those stuff came and became an Alien movie. A lot of the Alien designs and all that. But anyway, they finally make Dune again, and everybody's kept, uh, you know, nobody believes this game is gonna, uh, this uh, this movie is gonna be any good because of the fact that it's so many failed attempts. They break it into two parts, and that's all. This this all it needed. I mean, needed time to breathe. I mean, uh, Dennis Villeneuve, who did um, the uh, one of your favorite films, the sequel to um, Blade Runner. Oh, cool. Yeah, the sequel to Blade Runner. Yeah, twenty forty nine, which is fucking amazing. Uh, this is, and he also did Arrival, uh, which was a great film as well. Uh, this is probably his best work. I mean, it is, it is. A fucking tone piece across the board. It is the music is absolutely amazing. Uh, visually, this the thing is, is is incredible to look like. I think cinematographer was Greg Fraser, who's also the cinematographer for the Batman that's coming out next year. So I mean, there is there is star quality behind the camera, in front of the camera. You got Timothy Chalamet, you got Rebecca Ferguson, Oscar Isaac, Josh Brolin, Batista. Uh, you got Zendaya. You got Jason Momoa. You got Javier Bardem. I mean, all these characters. I mean, it it's is quite a cast. It is, yeah. It's, a, it's a great cast. A lot of them, small, small parts because they're going to have a lot of bigger parts in the sequel. Uh, look, I, I don't want to talk too much about it, but I, I just, right. I, I'm not a Dune fan. Um, I read the book. Uh, I read the sequel. I read the book, the, 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 I think Dune, Children of Dune. I think I read that like years ago. Uh, and I'm not as particularly a, a, um, a diehard fan of the series, but I can tell you right now that this is probably the most faithful recreation of Dune that I've ever seen. And there's some certain parts that I kind of recollect reading that really dry, that really feel like what I thought. And I'm not the only person who said that. Um, so I, I, I wholeheartedly recommend this just as a film to anybody who, who wants to watch a good movie. And then obviously if you're a Dune fan, watch the hell out of this. this is, let, me get a, let me get a rating for this. Uh, is it a 7? No, no. No, it's a 10 out of 10, baby. Oh, 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 oh. (laughs) It's a 7. Yeah, the IGN famous 7. If anybody has time, go and search all the blockbuster films or any films that have any kind of (laughs) heat behind it, and it has a motherfucking 7. All the time. All the time. It's not even a joke. It's all 7s. All 7s. So what would you give it? 7. No, that's just a 10 out of 10, baby. 
Hey, all right. Yeah. All right, I'm, I'm, I might check it out. I might check it out. I got to get my yeah. HBO Max back on, though. Um, I, on the other hand, uh, watched a Netflix series that apparently is uh, kind of the most popular shit in, in, in uh, all of Netflix is yeah. Squid Game. Um, I had no idea what Squid Game was before I watched it. I didn't get spoiled on, on literally anything. I had no clue what this was. I didn't even know it was going to, it wasn't even like in English. I had no, I had no indication of anything. Um, All I, like, I actually, for a time, I thought this was like some American Ninja Warrior, like, like real thing. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Because I saw a game and I'm like, oh, maybe it's like a game like that. What was the game? I, uh, I am really, really pleasantly surprised at this. Um, It's, this show is like a blend of Saw, um, Lost, Cube, Willy Wonka, mm-hmm. and Fall Guys, the game. Yeah. Um, and it just works. <laughs> except um, violent as fuck. Except v- very violent. I mean, it, the violence is, is very, very uh, well done. The atmosphere of it and the music is really, really good, too. Um, I, I enjoyed all of that. The acting is excellent. Uh-huh. Um, I Pablo was giving me shit because I, I was listening to it with the English dub, which uh-huh. I I didn't know that the 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 lead character um, was being voiced by the guy that does Goku. I guess, yeah. but I I guess I guess that's what Pablo corrected me. He got he got me he got me together, and I switched it over to Korean. You and just, you just it was the- it was. It was leaps and bounds better after that. You just don't get the emotionality oh, from the was, characters. I didn't realize it until I switched over for an episode. I'm like, oh, this is ten times better. Now I can feel kind of okay. Yeah. This makes way more sense because they made it sound the the dub is so bad it almost sounds like they're trying to make it into a comedy. And some yes. stuff is lighthearted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it sounds like like a comedy because the the guy's acting is so eccentric. Especially That's in the right. first episode, you're like, yeah, "Oh, yeah. this is this is trying to be funny." I don't know. He's Charlie. He's a he's a Korean Charlie Chapman type thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. almost. And it's, he, he's very expressive, like facially too. So it's like, a, "Oh, okay." I think that's a. I think that's more of a Korean uh, film thing. Uh, but probably, yeah. What I love, what I love about what I love about this stuff is how much they think about it. Because there's a portion in 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 the first episode or in the second episode where he has mackerel fish and he gives the cat. You know, macro mm-hmm. a little mm-hmm. bit of math. So those those are things are ideas that they have to make the to make the character more uh, lovable, right? Yeah. Little things like that, and that's that's the entire show where it has these little things where there there are some kind of over the top bad guys, you know, but it's still so it's it's so subtle with certain things. It, it's it really is just good. It's a rare occasion where uh, a a commercial success. Also is like really well done art, you know. And, exactly. And that's how, yeah. Yeah, hundred um, percent. The games that they played were simplistic yet like chilling, like like just terrifying. Like the my favorite one, and I'm not going to say what, what they are, but it, it's the very last game. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. It's the it not not the not the final showdown. It's the one before that, um, where they're all like 
yeah, yeah. You know, I'm doing like hand gestures so I don't spoil it on on on, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, on air. But um, that. that one still fucks with me because I'm like, oh my god, like that's 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 pure luck. That you know, like stuff like that. Man, it just it it's still with me. So I think um I think it's incredible. I think that there are some problems though. It it has a lot of glaring plot holes. Um, that I'm. I, I hope that if there's another season of this, which I would imagine there's going to be, that they'll address a lot of that stuff. But there was a lot of weird, like, why, how are they getting away with this type of thing? You know, there's yeah. like hundreds of people that are just up and missing that happen to be in debt. Like, you would think there'd be some yeah, type yeah, yeah. of, like, overall investigation of, like, where Hun- are these people going? What's going hundreds. on? Hundreds. I mean, hundreds. hundreds. And, they're, and they're, like, they're, it's nonstop. There's, like, another game and another game and another game. So... That's weird, and I and I also have to say I didn't like the last episode. Um, after, I, I didn't I didn't care for it at all. I I think that the last episode, again, it goes back to like their kind of filmmaking. I, I think um, one of the things, and I won't spoil it here, but I think is is the more things change, the more they stay the same. So oh, this yeah. char- this one character is not a good father, right? Let's just say that. Uh, and so now he has money, now he can be. The more things change, the more they stay the same. Mm-hmm. And he found another thing to probably stay busy with instead of focusing on the things that matter. And and it's all money, no money, it doesn't matter. People are people, and that's just the way it is. And it sucks because you want a redeemable hero, mm-hmm. but they, they they steadfast on on that kind of stuff. And and Korean Korean films, like I was telling uh, Marco in the top ten films of uh, that I have like of all time. I have a Korean film called Old Boy, which is a fantastic film, but it is fucking hard to watch throughout because of the simple fact that they're not really trying to change the person or trying to make you feel something for the person. They're just telling you a story, and they don't give a fuck. They're going to tell yeah. the story. So, yeah. Cool, man. All right. Well, I think that is going to wrap it up for our loadouts. So, Pablo, up next, it is time for Hit Points. For breaking news, rumors, and booty juice. It's time for hit points. All right, and we have to start off with a bummer. Um, Pablo, Sony did a state of play. Woo! Um, and boy, if this shit wasn't the most uneventful 20-minute snooze fest of, 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 of no consequence, no meaning, no value, just, just a whole 20 minutes of nothing. Um, and this really, you know, cause we were going to come on the show and do what we usually do. You know, we were going to dissect the show and talk about the, you know, the highlights, the lowlights, what we always do whenever there's a direct or a Microsoft thing or a Sony thing. We can't do that here. We can't. And, no. and, and I think that this just sort of begs the, the question and, and I'm going to kick it over to you for this, Pablo, what in your opinion is going on with Sony's state of plays and did this one actually in, in a roundabout way do more harm than good for Sony in your opinion talk about yeah, it yeah yeah so th- that's kind of one of the points that I was like what was the point of the state of play uh, was did it do more damage than good and I and I think that it did I think that when you look at them you ask yourself two questions is this a lack of confidence or a lack of awareness are they not confident enough in that what Xbox is about to do in the next two months that they're going to be able to stay within the forefront of the conversation of video games, or they don't get they have no awareness failure failure to read the room, like you're Sony you just sold announced 13 million PlayStation fives okay you are the unabashed leader of the video game 
you know, clearly, yeah. period. Why, why are you doing this? I mean, Xbox has the biggest releases of the year coming. Why put yourself against the lack with lackluster lineup against the behemoths of the Xbox first party uh, releases? Like, why would you talk about uh, Little Devil Inside a couple of weeks before Forza Horizon Five comes out? Like, like, like why yeah, would you exactly. talk about games that are coming out in November that are of no consequence? A Among Us fucking clone, you know? Oh. A just. Just a whole bunch of shit that really doesn't matter. That literally could have been a tweet. And not only would have been a tweet, it would have been a tweet that would have gotten like 10 retweets. Nobody gives a fuck about this game. It was, it was just, it was head scratch. It was so weird to me, you know? Um, so uh, I think Jeff Grubb on Twitter said that really what the state of play needed was another uh, Death Loop trailer. In order to make- <laughs> I was half expecting like another like you remember Death Loop that's uh, still a great game you should get. Uh, I was ex- I was I was half expecting that. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I think, man. Well, I think the question is what were they expecting from this and what is their end game? Why did they do this? I don't know, man. It it almost feels like it's it's um it's just money related in a sense. Like they just want they they have created a a, a billboard. And they are giving companies an opportunity to come pay money and be on their billboard. And they don't really care, Sony uh, being Sony, they don't really care if the state of plays are, are meaningful or have uh, a certain type of punch to them. Like they, they, they kind of turn it on and off as, yeah. uh, as the year goes on. They'll have like banging ass events and then they'll have these ones. Um, and I think it's just, I think it's for marketing dollars. I think it's to, to strike these little deals to advertise for these companies and make and make some money. I, I that It's got to be something like that because they could not have possibly said, this is exactly what the PlayStation brand needs uh, for for the end of the year. This is this is yeah. what's gonna help the brand move the need. Like, there's no way that could have been what they thought. Like, I think this is just a billboard situation, in my opinion. Yeah, I think there's a, there was some reports coming out that a lot of independent studios, in order for them to be featured in any kind of advertising for Sony, they had to pay twenty five thousand dollars or something yeah. like that. So you you could be right. I mean, look, the the best game they showed, and this is not really bragging, right? It's that it's that Star Star Ocean game. Star that's Ocean. Gonna be, uh, Even that be, was uh, looking a little, uh, well, like ass, little, little, shit. Little, but little, I mean, booty. What did you see? The the, I mean, this a trailer supposed to show the best of a game, and the girl in the in the in the trailer when the guy falls and he's hurt, he gets up instead of like, "Are you all right?" She asks him, "Are you quite all right?" <laughs> <laughs> Are you quite all right? I was like, "What? That, what that's kind not- of <laughs> what kind of translation is this? Are you quite did- all right?" Are you becoming okay <laughs> down there? <laughs> what? Oh, oh just, my God! No, Listen, this, that that's just shows the level of how much you're paying attention to the level of details on this shit. Oh I mean, my I God, man! It, it's it's just so cobbled together with nonsense, bro. And that's why I want to ask Sony: Are you quite all right? <laughs> no, they're not going to be all right. We get with this one because they're getting uh they're getting the booty juice of the week honors for sure. Booty yeah. juice of the week, baby. <laughs> Um, hands down, and 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 the next story is almost as deserving. But we're, we're, anything else you want to you want to jump in with uh, with Sony before we move on, or are you good? Uh, no, I, I'm I'm good. I mean, you know, I you know, shame I on Sony. I guess shame is all on I can Sony, say. Yes. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, moving on. Pablo, the N64 online app for Switch has launched. Hooray! But with a plethora of issues. 
All right, let's run through them. We've yep. got troubles with input lag, bad control mapping, texture issues, frame rate problems, garbled music, and even sound lag, <laughs> which is That's, insane. I don't understand. Pablo, what do we think about this? And I guess, what does this say about Nintendo's commitment to the classics uh, in their ecosystem, in your opinion? I mean, in order, I guess in order for these games to run on the Switch, they have to be emulated. And Sony, and then, I'm sorry, and Nintendo just didn't give a fuck. I mean, it was just a bad emulation across the board. There are, there are better versions of this that you can play on the PC. On the Wii but because, U. Yeah, because <laughs> Nintendo is so, I guess, so insulated and they just want to it just they don't want nobody touching their shit but they also don't want to make their shit better so we get this i mean look i I know i'm a huge ocarina of time fan and i said on this podcast that i would pay just to play ocarina of time and i and i i'm not doing that shit i am not doing that shit i'm not playing a single month just to play i I mean i i saw the way ocarina of time looks it's horrific (laughs) it's bad the water looks like cement (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't understand what what's what's happening. Um, you know, I I hope they fix it. I hope it gets better, but I don't think so. Well, that's what I wanted to ask you too. Like, how do how do they fix this? Do they just fix it and not say a thing? Do they? I mean, what should they do? Because th- again, this is not a cheap add-on. I guess, I guess it just depends on the numbers. If the numbers are high and people are adding on, they're not going to do anything about it. Now, if the numbers are not where they want it, they'll probably fix it and not say anything because by saying something, they will admit that they, you know, dropped the ball, which Nintendo or Sony or just Japan uh, companies in general just don't do. They don't do that. They don't do retractions. They don't do kind of, sorry about this, guys. It's all about either they quietly fix it or they don't fix it at all. Fuck yourself. That So I, I think that's what Nintendo is going to do. I mean, if the numbers are high... Nobody's gonna give a fuck, and by all intents and purposes, we got people hate buying this shit. I mean, like, just like <laughs> I can't believe this is trash. Uh, and Bob, I can't. I'm, I'm buying it. Or I can't, yeah. like, uh, there's a tweet. Uh, the tweet I saw is like, "Oh, this is expensive. Oh, I got it. Play the games. I got no time for that. Like, there's little people just throwing money down just because it's yeah. They want that, you know. I, I think um, some aspects of this will be will be uh, fixed. As new games come out, uh, I think the control mapping stuff and all that, uh, unfortunately, will be better if you buy the control, you know, I guess. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at the end of the day, I, I think this is just absolutely straight up embarrassing uh, because they're charging so much money for something that they put so little time into. And Dude, that I, is that I, is I horrible. agree, man. I, I just don't understand how Nintendo could be so determined to to make sure that their new releases are very polished and very playable and not rickety and but when it comes to their like their remasters like the Mario the Mario 3D All-Star or whatever that was called the the yeah, collection 3D that, yeah that was a poorly emulated collection of games and then you're doing this and then you know people don't all, all love you know like other remaster work they've done over the years. It's just such a weird disconnect between the the, the the time and attention to detail and polish they put into the new work and just this half-assing of their classics, which their classics are arguably the most sacred... Well, not I wouldn't even say it's arguably. It's, it's like objectively the most sacred yeah. ecosystem in yep. all of gaming. And they just yep. don't know what to do 
or they don't know how to do it right. And I'm just so baffled I mean, by that, man. This is this is prototypical Nintendo being geniuses and idiots at the same I, time. I, the NES and SNES stuff is it works fine, um, but this stuff I don't know if it's I, I don't know about this at all. I don't know if there's a a a I don't know if there's more difficult. It's a lot more difficult to, to kind of uh, emulate N64 games. Um, one of the reasons probably why it took so long. And it, it, but and why we're never going to get GameCube games. Yeah, probably. <laughs> is, but, but here's my thing. Yeah. Here's the thing about that. That's not my problem. I don't care if it's hard. You're fucking Nintendo. Like, these are your goddamn games. Make this right. You know, I I I, I don't know. It's just a really sad state. But the, the issue here is is we can blame the company all we want, and, mm-hmm. and we sh- as we should. But people are buying it. People are going to buy this. I mean, when you look at certain aspects, when you look at the Wind Waker remake, which basically makes that game incredible. You know, it, mm-hmm. it, it takes Wind Waker and, and well, the Wind Waker remaster. It, it takes Wind Waker from being a pretty good uh, Zelda game to being a top three Zelda game because th- that game didn't sell great. And so they put money into it to then make this game, you know, really stand out, and that was awesome. Link's Awakening, which is a, a not a, a very popular Game Boy uh, Zelda game, gets a complete re- uh, remake, which, you know, for it's good, you know? But Solid, again, yeah. put a lot put a lot of work into that because it's not a game that made that much money. But when you look at Ocarina of Time, sitting there to make a, remake this fucking game, do something. Uh, Tw- uh, Twilight Princess, like these games that can really new life, breathe new life into the into the franchise. Why would they do that if they can just release Ocarina of Time, looking with with concrete water and 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 barely being able to control goddamn Link, mm-hmm. uh, right? And people will buy it, <laughs> or or spend millions to remake it, and people will buy it. It doesn't. It does. It doesn't really. Uh, we as 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 Nintendo fans, or uh, me specifically, you know, I'm guilty of buying shit that I shouldn't buy, even though I know it's gonna be bad. But I mean, we have to draw the line in the sand somewhere, and I I feel you have to. I, yes. I, I, I I wish I could say this is the time to do that, but it doesn't seem like it. I, I, it seems like people are complaining, but are still in the ecosystem, still buying this shit. So it is what it is. I mean, I, I don't think this shit's ever gonna get fixed until. They see some kind of steady decline, and even then, they'll just they'll just uh, remake uh, a different Zelda game or Mario game, and everybody be back on board. You know, that that's the thing because they can go down the shithole right now, and nobody buy N sixty four online upgrade. And everybody's like, oh, they're in time of crisis, and then Breath of the Wild two comes out, and nobody gives a fuck anymore. It's back to Nintendo, and mm. everything every Nintendo is all right. I, I mean, I'll admit, I mean, I'm gonna forget this shit by the time Breath of the Wild two comes <laughs> out, you know, because it's gonna be out of my my FOV. I'm not gonna yeah. I'm not gonna buy this, you know. But no, I, I get it. I, I think there are some things they absolutely have to fix. They they can't yeah. they can't have garbled music or warped sound and you know textures not loading properly. Like they have to fix that stuff. It's just that I don't think that they're really going to give this a lot of love because yeah. you know they've already got people's money, uh, so they can kind of do this at their leisure, which is the which is the shitty part. Um, and so that's why when it comes to certain Nintendo efforts, you kind of have to let the early adopters inform you first and, and let them be your beta testers essentially uh, before you commit to something like this or else you're going to get sucked into the trap too and uh, out of your love for the classics uh, and Nintendo's gonna gonna laugh all, all about it so <laughs> man trash trash runner up for booty juice of the week for sure um, yep now, speaking of uh, remasters, our, our next news item is that the uh, Grand Theft Auto Trilogy Definitive Edition um, 
was officially announced after kind of you know some some leaked insider information said it was going to happen. Uh, it was announced with a uh, a brief, I think it was like a one minute reveal trailer. Uh, Less than that, yeah. Yeah, it, it's launching uh, November eleventh, uh, so not too far away at fifty nine ninety nine, uh, with updated graphics and controls uh, that are apparently more like GTA five. Um, in other news, Game Pass is going to get the rights to San Andreas on day one, uh, while PS Now gets Grand Theft Auto 3 on day one. Actually, so, um, it's not day one. It's not day one. What happened? December December 7th. Oh, for both? No, no, no. For, for PS Grand Now? Theft Auto 3. Yeah, PS oh. Now. December 7th is the day. It's day one for the physical uh, Got copy you. that comes okay. out. But it'll be... It'll be um, Day one for them. Also, the way that they release, I guess. But anyway, but it's well, December seventh for three. All right. That's well, all right. I mean, well, well, I mean, still in all, I think um, still free. I think it's yeah, it's still free. Uh, and PS now still sucks. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so uh, in all seriousness, Pablo, how do you feel about this announcement? How do you feel about the price? And and what do you think, or what do you make of a lot of the uh, the stuff that's been talked about regarding how the game looks uh, in its remastered form? What are your thoughts? It, to me, for me, it was kind of a roller coaster. Like they really, they show it. I'm like, eh, I don't really think this is that great. And then as time goes on, more screenshots coming. I, I think I, I love the, I love the, I love the art style because of how they were able to pivot. They went from, you know, when Vice City and Three comes out to realistic quote unquote graphics to now pivoting to a more cartoony look, and and it works for them because it's that poly pixel bullshit graphics <laughs> it, it doesn't you can't do that now and be like this is realistic you know yeah so it kind of some people say comics like telltale games and, and i'm fine with that it's very cartoony looking i i love the pivot i i think it really works really well for it and i think uh vice city for me gets the best it, it, it that art kind of fits vice city the best because of how kind of weird that game is in terms of the brightness and all that stuff mm-hmm. um and the color kind of palette so it really works well i'm Ironically enough, I'm most excited for Vice City, uh, even though it's the one that you can't play free. Um, yeah. I hope that they release the game individually. It doesn't look like it. You know, I, I, at first I thought $60 was a lot. I still think it's a lot, but I don't think it's as egregious in terms of like how like Nintendo was charging $60 for the Mario All-Star stuff. and So $60 is a lot. I, I'm not personally. Uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and probably stick with San Andreas. Uh, and if if down the, down the line, you know, it, it goes on a sale, I'll I'll pick it up for Vice City. But ultimately, I just feel that sixty dollars is a lot to ask. It's not the worst thing. It's not like oh, this is fucking horrible. But it, at the end of the day, uh, if they sell it individually, I, I'd I'd buy. I'd spend twenty on Vice City. I'd do it. You know. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. I I think um I think for me, I am. Uh, as far as the graphics, I think that I'm kind of somewhere in the middle because I do think that it, the GTA games were were designed to look a certain way to capitalize on what they could based on the limitations of the hardware. So they they made characters look a little larger than life in some ways and emphasize certain facial features and things like that. Some of that translates pretty nicely. Some of it doesn't. Some of the, the 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 cleanliness of the look is good to look at. Some of it looks, and people are joking online that it looks like The Sims, and I think it kind of it kind of does in yeah, some yeah. ways. Um, 
So I think I'm somewhere in the middle. I, I think I'm more I'm I'm less interested in how the characters looked and more interested in how nice the worlds look. Um, and and from what I saw from some of the you know the little snippets from the trailer, uh, GTA three in particular to me looked really really good. Yeah. Um, San Andreas didn't look too impressive right. to me. Yeah, uh, that it, was weird. It, it, CJ looks really weird uh, with with like the makeover. So I, I don't know about that one, but I I think GTA Three and Vice City look the best to me. I think um, that they did we'll the see. most the most of those games, and it looks like in San Andreas they detailed like somebody jokes like, "Oh, this guy has hands now," because before it was like just <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like little details. Yeah. Um, out of all the GTA games, San Andreas is the one that I never finished. So mm-hmm. now that it's going on Game Pass, it, it is going to be the one that I, you know, hopefully. I get. It's funny because when you look back at these games, in my head, 3 and Vice City are hours long, 20, 30. They're not. I They're mean, really not. It, no. If, uh, I saw somewhere that if you play Mainline uh, 3, it's four hours <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and it's yeah. probably it's so easy now because the mission structure back when those yeah. came out, those were they were so rudimentary. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Now mission structures and GTAs have become a lot more complex, but those are like, oh, go pick up yeah. this person and drop them off here. Mission complete. Like, <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, but at the time, that was like, oh my god, it's a uh, uh, I ran over seven people before yeah. I dropped them off. <laughs> Epic. Yeah. Um, now, I, I will say just to wrap up, I think the price point to me, I, I think it's fine. I mean, I've seen worse deals at sixty bucks than this. So yeah. it, to me, it's whatever. I, it's it's obviously let's be real. It's it's a cash grab um, yeah. with with some effort, but not the the best effort they could have did uh, for the games. It's it's to get it's to get money, and that's okay. Um, as long as these games um, still manage to captivate like they used to and they and they do the nostalgia thing right um i think it's okay and and you know and and again we have an entry point in to play one of them for free on xbox mm-hmm. or playstation mm-hmm. now uh to see what we think before we commit so i think it's all right i think it's gonna be fine the, the only thing about the 60 dollars that i feel is a little bit unfair is the way that they've kind of are forcing people who don't own the games now they have to pay sixty dollars because they took out the uh they did yeah that is a little trash that's trash i mean yeah if i want to play vice city that looks like ass just to play it cheaper let me do that but yeah unfortunately that that's not the case but that that's the only issue where it's like all right you're making me buy these games if i really wanted to play them again uh within this because if you own them already you could still have them but now let me before we move on Mm mm-hmm what do you think this means for the one that's left out, Grand Theft Auto 4? Um, do you think that Grand Theft Auto 4, there's been rumors that it's being remade. Do you think that that's happening? Um, because I, <laughs> please God, I want this so bad. <laughs> that's Pablo shit. Um, yeah. Yeah, I do. I think it's going to happen probably next year, if, I, if I'm being honest. I, I don't know what, and oh I think cry. the reason why is because I don't know what, what else is in their pipeline. Like, yeah. what else are they doing? That's going to be able to come out next year for them. Like they, they kind of have to put something out, and I can yeah. definitely see them saying, "Hey, let's put out the trilogy. Let's get let's get people reengaged with the classics. That gives us a little bit more momentum to drop four, which isn't. It, it's it's good, and it's 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 loved by a lot of people, but not by the majority. Like those no, classics are, not at all. but yeah. maybe with the, you know, the the trilogy kind of anchoring it, it can work." 
You know, Dude, that's kind of why I'm so excited because I, I really do feel that people misremember four quite a bit. Uh, all they remember from four is that it's a stripped down version of San Andreas because you can't get fat in it. Uh, but you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I I think you know if this would happen, I might a couple of gangster tears might come out my eyes because I I, I I adore this game so much. And if they do a, a, a proper remake, okay, not a remaster. A remake. I don't think you're gonna. You, I don't think you're getting a remake though, bro. Well, th- well, that rumor was a remake. That that that's that was the the, I the think initial rumor. I think I again going back to this. I this trilogy. I think this is the litmus test to, to see if this goes over well yeah. enough to do kind of a half, like 0.5 sort of measure. Uh, yeah, something in between. You know. Um, I would. I, I think if you're if you're shooting for a remake, you're gonna you probably ain't gonna get that. Well, Probably I mean, gonna get it. Well, I mean, I mean, uh, the way Grand Theft Auto Four looks today is still pretty good. Uh, so mm. it, it, it hasn't aged terribly yet. It hasn't gone to that point yet. Right. So a, a remaster could probably just put that a little over the edge. Um, mm. I hope that happens. Yeah. All right, man. Let's move on. Uh, you got a couple of uh, hit points of your own, so why don't you go ahead and drop yours? Tell me what you got. Yeah, mine's just super quick. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if we've ever got to talk about this game on the podcast since, you know, we just started maybe a little after. We did. Returnal. We talked about Returnal. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, Returnal 2.0. Uh, Returnal has an update, 2.0 update. It adds suspended cycle features, which is not exactly a safe feature. Uh, it does give you the ability to suspend the current cycle. Once you r- start to cycle up, that suspend is gone and you can't use it again. So, let me ask you this. Is this something that you want and just something would you try to play this game again based on that oh hell no (laughs) yeah no no i i i don't think so i mean the only way that i would try it out is is end of november there's nothing left to play re-download it test it out a little bit but i really i i think the suspend cycle thing or the save lack of save is a huge issue with the game but my issues with the game are far beyond Thank the fact you. that you can't Listen, save. Yeah. there's a message board called Reset, Resetera uh, that's pretty Resetera. well known. Um, that is, when this got announced, they were all like, oh, the the game of the year just got game of the year-er. Oh, there's, now there's no excuse to play Returnal. And listen, Returnal has so many other problems aside from a suspense cycle that it, it, it's it's kind of ridiculous to say that this was the last missing piece of the puzzle. First of all, this is a to call this a 2.0 update and have two things to show for it is ridiculous to me. Like there was it's a perfect. lot of it's 2.0. A lot of other things. things. No, nah, man. It needed about <laughs> 20 of them bitches. Um the biomes are boring. The, the the you know the enemy variety is is kind of bland. The boss fights are are, are, are decent, but yeah, I, I didn't it's really the care part. for them. The it, boss fights are the best part of the game. It, it, yeah, I mean yeah. even even the suspend cycle thing. Like I, I was able to put my console in rest mode and and boot it back up, and you know I, I didn't have any problems. I know a lot of people did, but that wasn't the issue to me. The issue is is listen, I'm always going to be team easy mode. There's nothing that those tryhards stand to lose by giving players, uh, you know, an easy mode to to try the game out at a lower level and then maybe get good at it and then reattempt it at the normal level or something like that. There's nothing that should that should be stopping these studios from doing shit like that. Um, it does not take away from the integrity of the game because you're giving people an option to play it at the normal difficulty if they want to do their get good shit. I don't understand why people think that 
that this is all the game needed. It, it's just you're not patching in a better story because I, you know, from all accounts from what I've read, and I've read spoilers because I knew I wasn't going to come back to it. The game doesn't really have that great of but a story. I, I think it has like these story moments that I wasn't really able to experience because I wasn't gonna sit there in a three-hour cycle just to see me be able to get into that fucking house finally. So I, I, I think that the save stuff. I think that suspense cycle stuff is cool and fine. Mm -hmm. I still think they need to take a step further and just do save points. Like, yeah. fuck you, let me save whatever I want. Um, just so I can experience the story itself. But ultimately, I, I think the structure of the game is kind of fool's gold in that this is a AAA experience. But it's not because you got the same map fucking configurations that just put them in, in different areas and it's like oh i know this spot because i've been here before but it, it's not really it's not really that interesting i yeah. mean it's y'all can keep it man keep yeah. that if it's your game of the year cute for you but that shit is not that great sorry hades yeah. if hades can do a god mode and be perfectly fine returnal has no excuse no yeah. excuse but at all. I, I would say I, I would go even further and if there is an easy mode i still think the game is not that good i mean just yeah Thank you. This is why we're still friends. Okay, continue. <laughs> continue, continue. Um, so I got one more here. Uh, Let's get is, it. Is the rumored Microsoft Wu-Tang RPG nothing to fuck with? Mm. Or do we need to protect our necks uh, on this one? So what do you think, Marco, about this, uh, this Wu-Tang third-person fantasy action RPG? I, listen, I, there's two things that I've heard from insiders about this game. Um, there's going to be a lot of microtransactions. Really? The reason why is because uh, cash rules everything around me. <laughs> uh, and the second thing that I heard from an insider uh, is that the game. It's weird because like the game is going to be rated E for everyone, which is bizarre. But the reason why, according to the insider, is that uh, Wu Tang is for the children. Oh, hey, why are you the way you are? But because I did hear it's gonna I'm have. The normal, I'm the normal one of the show. What happened? I did hear it's gonna have 13 levels or chambers of death. Um, <laughs> that, but, that would uh, be a cool ass Italian note. I wouldn't mind so, that. I wouldn't mind that. Okay, so here's the thing. Uh, you know, they had a game, the Wu Tang Shallow style, which uh, Method Man uh, very uh, much called it uh, trash. He, oh, yeah. he, his own game is trash. That game is absolutely horrific. So I'm glad it's not a it's not a fighting game uh, sequel uh, to Shallow Style. However, okay, all right. I, I love Wu Tang, and I think Wu Tang when it comes to like fucking the story of Wu Tang and the, the shit they've created, I would love to play a RPG that chronicles, you know, Wu Tang. Throughout all their mm -hmm. albums and the stories that they, I, that'd be fucking incredible. Like you said, the yeah. thirteen chamber shit. Like, I mean, well, the show be? is apparently phenomenal too. Have you watched? Yeah, that? yeah. I, I I watched a little bit of it. Um, what I don't like about it is that it isn't really true to them. It's well, yeah, based it's made on for, them. Made and, for, yeah. But not only that, it, it takes like huge liberties because they're trying to, you know. Uh, Make good TV, but also they don't want it to be specific to them. Um, so the, it, it's a more of a fantasy type thing. But anyway, I would love to see a game that has nothing to do with Wu Tang in terms of like, you know, Jezza Rizza or fucking Old Dirty Bastard or anything mm -hmm. like that. It's more about them as a character and characters in the game, you know. And I would love to see how that that would uh, 
uh, I, how it would play out. I mean, <laughs> it's crazy because it's a, it's a licensed thing. It's weird. It's but they're making music for it. You know, that's the rumor that they're making all that'd the be, music. That'd be, that'd for be super it. cool. Yeah, uh, and uh, they're even gonna let Inspected Deck uh, on this this one. So that's, that's great. Ooh. <laughs> all right, sir. Uh, but we'll we'll I don't see. Know if I want uh, that, but yeah, all right. no, no, no. We'll we'll see we'll see here. I am. I am cautiously, uh, cautiously optimistic. I hope that it is as cool as it could be because, you know, video games now with with music. Back in the day, SNES, N sixty four, you know, even Xbox, music in the games were a little bit afterthoughts. You know, they were mm-hmm. there. Halo kind of changed the game a little bit with that, but ultimately, music was was for for better or worse, or for worse, was really mm. just an afterthought. Now, music is really integral to a lot of experiences, and having a game with a group of people who are artists, mu- musical artists, would be fucking... It would, would be interesting to see what exactly it is. I hope, and it's an Xbox exclusive, apparently. I hope that Xbox is, is, is willing to put an exclusive uh, game on their console because it's going to be fantastic. Shimmy, but we shall see. Shimmy, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that wraps up our hit points uh, for the week. Let's go ahead and jump right into our checkpoint chat. It's time for the checkpoint chat. And of course, as promised, we are going to be talking Halo Infinite and the Halo series. But Pablo, let's obviously start with Halo Infinite. And let's talk about that campaign overview trailer. This one was, uh, I you know, I, I told Pablo before we watched uh, the trailer. I'm like, I'm not sure if I want to watch this because I, I'm, I'm kind of in a good headspace about Halo Infinite. I don't know if I really want to know a lot, but I did it for the pod, you know. So um, we we checked it out, and uh, obviously, plenty of takeaways from that. And Pablo, I think where I want to start is is kind of with the elephant in the room, right? Because Halo Infinite, as we all know, took a lot of shit for the way that the game looked and a lot of the pop-in and just did, it didn't look like people hoped it would look. So I want to kind of start with this question. If you had to rate out of from 1 to 10 where you thought Halo Infinite stacked up graphically back then, what would you give it and where do you think it is now? Post improvements, if you had just to kind of signify the difference in, in like a number, like one through yeah, 10? one through ten, yeah. I, I think that um, after getting my uh, fandom out of the way, fandom out of the way from last year, because mm-hmm. I was one of the ones that the game came, I'm like, it looks fine. You guys are <laughs> stupid. I think if I'm being honest, I, I think uh, in the grand scheme of things, between it being a, an in between game between Xbox, uh, yeah, yeah, one, yeah, and 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 I would give it a seven. I mm. think I think that's seven and a half. That, that that's where it would live because it, there were uh, there were moments of that trailer because I, I did see it again. Um, and there were moments where it looked nice. Yeah. But there were other moments in the actual when you were in the gameplay on there, there was some trouble spots for sure. Okay. Um, now as it, as it pertains to the uh, campaign overview, now I I, I think that. It's a whole number better. I would say eight and a half, mm. eight to eight and a half, because I feel that I'm still looking at this as a cross-gen game, as a cross-gen game that has certain upgrades for the Xbox Series X and PC version. Uh, and I feel like the year that they've taken so far, year plus that they've taken to actually uh, make the game look better. Um, I think it's paid off. I I, I don't think I, I think uh, I was realistic in my expectation. I don't I don't know. 
some people were probably expecting this year off was going to make the game look like the best game of all time uh, in terms of graphically. But you've brought up certain points, which I'll let you bring those up in 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 when you're when you're up. Yeah, uh, and I agree with those points that Marco's about to make because I think that's just the way that this game is intended to look. One of the things that they've talked about is how they were harkening back to Combat Evolved, and that is very much true in terms of the way that the game looks and the art style now i think it was a little bit uh stupid by me last year by saying well it's trying to be combat evolved so it doesn't look as good because combat evolved didn't look- <laughs> that's, a, that's a dumb take that's a stupid take but it, 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 art style wise it really does look like combat evolved in that sense but halo has never you know was a, a game that looks realistic and but just to kind of finish off what I'm saying, this is the best looking Halo game we've ever had. So yeah, by that sense, yeah. you know, I I, I I would say eight and a half is where I'm at right now because I and still you said look at seven it as and a half originally. Seven. Okay. Yeah, seven okay. and up to eight and a half now in terms of cross gen. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm with you on the on the same reasons, but I'm going to be a little bit more drastic. I'm going to say seven was how I thought um, the old looking infinite looked like and i i'm gonna give this actually a nine because i think that it does really come down to art style at the end of the day um halo is not trying to strive for uncanny valley it's just not what it's trying to do um this is a franchise that is very much aware that it is a sci-fi space opera with a lot of um, you know, it, it's always been very good with its use of color, its 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 geometry, and it's never really ever tried to be photorealistic. I think, right? I think in some cases that's been a little muddy with three four three's involvement, especially when you think about like when they did the Halo Two anniversary cutscenes. Yeah. Uh, which looked very, very realistic, and then you get into like the blur. game, and it's like it's oh, okay, it's back to the Halo art style now. I think there's been some inconsistencies there, but I think by and large they have always been very uh, or tried to be faithful to the Halo aesthetic, and I think this is to me, despite the fact that it's cross gen, I think this is as good as or damn near as good as it can yeah. get. Um, you know, obviously, yes, there's more they could probably do with lighting and effects and shadows. And, and, and currently there's no, uh, ray tracing in there, um, which we're going to get at a later date. So that would have helped matters some, but that's really what it's going to, and I think that's going to be, that's going to be a generational thing overall too. Like it's just going to be a matter of like adding in these little bells and whistles, but I don't think that games are going to look radically, yeah, different than what we've and, seen. And one thing about ray tracing, you can tell people who don't understand what ray tracing is. Ray tracing is not going to make this game look better in terms of like it's not going to change the graphical output. It's going to take certain aspects of the game, you know, uh, certain certain things like water and, and just kind of light in the way light works within the world and make it look better. But it's not going to make Master Chief look like Master Chief now and then make him look like a realistic uh, soldier boy. You know, it's not, it's just not, yeah. it's not, that's not what ray tracing is. So. I agree. I think I think you could be disappointed, and I don't and I don't blame you if you're disappointed that it doesn't have ray tracing at launch because you know it, it is something that the next generation of consoles has promised, and mm-hmm. it's not coming into fruition in this case. And I get disappointment. I don't think I think it's wild if you go delay the game because of ray tracing. <laughs> yeah. That's fucking crazy. You That's know, nuts. Some, one of my favorite games of the year, uh, Judgment, uh, Lost Judgment, doesn't have ray tracing. 
you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> most of the games on or my HDR. list or HDR or HDR. Yeah, a lot of the games on my list don't have uh, these little aspects. In no. it. So it's, it's it's just one of those things where you gotta relax. You, you you can nitpick all you want, but ultimately you gotta really. I, I believe you gotta give them props because they took the criticism. They took a year off. They, they put in the fucking, work. Mm-hmm. They fucking moved the game out of their launch window. They're, they this is a game that everybody was wanting to play, and they were expecting people to buy an Xbox Series X to play play this game and they said ah let's go delay because this has to be perfect and i and i think that within what they're trying to do this is going to be uh this is going to be a really really good game yeah man speaking of which let's talk about the uh the campaign yeah. structure that's very different uh for halo obviously mm-hmm. so um in your opinion do you find the new structure of the campaign to be um kind of refreshing and and new and exciting or is it concerning to you I think it's the next logical step for uh, Halo because every game has a little bit more of open areas. Uh, you know, Halo 4 had these open areas where you're driving down with a scorpion and you're kind of blasting your way through. Five, uh, the same, a little more open. All the way back to the I, first game, really, with like yeah. the silent cartographer mission. Like that was exactly, you know, yeah. Very so big. It, it moves all the way up. And I think this is the natural progression. With the way video games are, video games in general are at many times reflections of other games and just because that's where games are in this current moment mm-hmm. in time. So I think this is a perfect uh, a perfect kind of... This is where it should be, right? And and with, with, with everything they've shown, I'm confident that's going to be uh, decent. It's going to be good. I, I am a little worried because it is so new for Halo. Yeah. Um, and the criticisms come into play with Far Cry. I was like, oh, Ubisoft game. Oh, people are already talking that shit. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm having a good ass time with Far Cry hey, Six. Well, you know, I, I, you know, if I'm being honest, I do yeah. understand it to an extent because I think yeah, yeah. that you, it can't just be all outposts and checkpoints, and that's just it. Like, they, yeah. what they have to make sure happens in the campaign is that there's still meaningful moments that happen that are, um, I, I would even say to be blunt like scripted like like regular campaign think, missions you know like, like yeah. it can't just be let's let's go over here and, and have a skirmish in this little zone and let's go over there and have a skirmish in this little zone and that's the you game know, it needs, you know needs to be more than this that to? i compare this to gears 5 where gears 5 had these open areas mm-hmm. that were totally different a little, a little bit undercooked i think this is a little bit more a little bit better than that it's busier uh, that to me it's it looks busier, like it's busier mm-hmm. but i still think i i, I I don't think they're going to make the mistake of stripping th- those story moments away from Halo just to give you a really good uh, interactive or in-game experience or in-game storytelling. Like yeah. a lot of stuff that happens in Far Cry where right, I park my car here, I get out, and a, a fucking uh, wolf is there and then all of a sudden the bad guys are there. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I, don't think that, I don't think that's what they're going for. I just think they're giving you the flexibility and the options to go to these different areas because you're already in open map. Because it, w- it would be like gears five where you're in this huge open space with nothing absolutely nothing but point a to point b but point c to point d that's mm-hmm. all you do with this one they're, they're putting they're sprinkling these moments in there um and i i think i don't think that if you don't do an outpost you're not going to get the best experience i just think it's an extra thing some xp that you'll get um it, it, it is for to be completely it is a little I'm a little worried, trepid, um, tr- you know, how do you say, trepidatious, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, on on what, how they're going to kind of come together and make this uh, make this game like come out. Like, is it going to yeah. be as good as I think it is? Um, I, I'm confident. I just want them to will, keep it but, fresh, bro. Like, the, I, yeah. just, I just don't want it to get like monotonous. That's what I yeah. don't want. Like, I don't want to feel like I'm doing the same thing. I 
every right single thing. time. Everything that I saw, and it's kind of me kind of like dissecting the trailer. I think each area is going to have missions that you mm-hmm. can tackle in any order you want. Uh, and then within that, uh, there's going to be areas uh, that you're going to be able to infiltrate. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I think from the way that the that trailer ended, I think every area of of um, of Zeta Halo is going to end with some kind of bombastic final mission, and that's where we're going to get a lot of the story element to the game because yeah. you know that shit blows up he jumps off the thing he goes into the thing and then the thing shuts out and it's like welcome right. to the new generation of, uh, of halo i think that every area is going to have a final mission that's going to be that big moment and i think we're going to get a lot of set pieces that way um that's kind of where i took from it uh, another fair. thing that i saw um was your uh fobs the field uh, uh mm-hmm. field operation bases where you can actually have your own garage and, and get your own kind of uh, vehicles and all that stuff. Man, that, that's going to be cool. Yeah. It just makes me want co-op so bad. I, I will say uh, that I, 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 I would say that I'm glad they're not delaying the game for co-op. I am but too. It is, it is, it is a little bit kind of like, damn, that must've been a hard choice. Because yeah. This game just screams it's, co-op. Oh, uh, it's begging and pleading. Um, (laughs) but Uh, i mean i don't have a problem playing this game solo and then coming back and playing it again actually and all yeah i i want to play it solo because i want to soak in the story first and then i you know because when you're playing with friends you're just you're talking shooting the shit being weird like we are like we're just doing our thing um so you know obviously i'd rather do that um (laughs) yeah i again i would bring him up every show but it's justin loves playing single player games on chat (laughs) I want to fight him every time. But anyway. That's, just, that's um, what evil is. That's what that is. Um, <laughs> speaking of evil, the, the opposition is going to be the banished, uh, primarily in this game. Uh, I don't have much of a, of a takeaway on it because I didn't play, um, you know, Halo Wars to see, you know, what they're like. So I'm. Uh, it's kind of going to be a first more, for me. Um, they, are, they are basically... Uh, they're they basically seem more atheist. savage to me. So they're eight. So basically, they they were covenant who uh, just don't believe in the in the journey, uh, the promise anymore. They're basically anti all that shit, and they mm. are fucking furious. They're yeah, they're savage motherfuckers. They look insane. They're crazy. They're and it's funny enough because ironically enough, they're almost creating their own religion within mm. the the banish uh, kind of culture. Um, what did you think about? This is completely new, and I'm really excited for this. Named uh, baddies and and boss fights. Like, I want what it. do you think? That's so good. I want and, that. And, and when you think about it, when you think about back in other, there was really no boss fights like that. There was no didact boss fight. There, there were like some stuff like Tartarus from Halo Two. There was that's the only one that I can and like um, yeah. I don't know if it was regret or whatever, but. Uh, for one the of, first one, yeah, yeah, it was. Oh, I don't remember. Mercy. No, it was I, I, regret. It was regret. I'm running. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. running out of gas here with Halo knowledge, but yeah, it's. They've done stuff like that, but I I, I want more of that stuff for sure. So I'm yeah, definitely yeah. excited. Um, we also saw that the uh, I, I don't know if this guy actually has an official name yet, but I think uh, the pilot, the, the bearded guy. That's all um, it is. The pilot, yeah. Uh, we, we've got him and uh, the, the new AI, which is called the Weapon, uh, which is apparently going to be uh, Chief's uh, I guess supporting cast. How do you feel about these two? I I think I like it. I you know they're very. So in Halo games, you're always with Cortana, and then you sometimes get Johnson tagging along uh, in, in other characters. What's the character from 4? Lasky? Lasky. Mm-hmm. Lasky, yeah, I forgot his name for a second there. You, you get these little characters that tag along, and, and, and it's fun. But I, I kind of want a human 
aspect to this. Someone who's completely removed from everything, where he's he's almost like the like if you never played Halo. And then you're they're sitting down. It's like, why does everybody want to fucking kill you? Like, what's happening? Yeah, it, the weapon uh, AI is very naive. You know, it, yeah. oh, they, you know, like there's that one moment where like the the brute was about to come down and fight Chief, and and I like, forget what she said. Friend. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe they're friendly. Yeah, I I think that's gonna be kind of cool to see like Chief, you know, kind of schooling her, and and you know maybe like the the well, you're not Cortana type of, 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 you know, thing too, plot wise. I have to say the pilot is, is a little annoying to me. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, I don't he's, think so. He's, he I, seems like, and it, it could just be the way that he's been in trailers, but he always seems like he's in a constant state of duress. Like he's just all, like this incredulous, oh my God, we're gonna do that? Oh my God. But I think they've only showed literally like the first area. So like they had yeah, just Yeah, I know. I, so, he might he yeah. might chill out, but it, it's I, I'm a little worried about that because I, I just don't want him to be kind of that annoying, like pesky you know, presence narratively. For all, for all things that Halo does and not great, I think companions and the way they're written, they're usually pretty good. Yeah. Unless it's the fucking Marines that, you know. Uh, that are walking around there, yeah. Uh, but but like like main like voice guys, they actually do a really really good job. And we'll talk about that here in a few seconds. About when yeah. we start talking about the Halo games. Yeah. Well, actually, you know what? We we do have one. We had one more question about where we think that this campaign can rank among other Halo campaigns. But let's actually do that last after we talk about our favorites because then it'll, okay. it'll be easier to see where it could fit in. Um, yeah. But we did have a poll uh, on on uh, Cooldown Time Pod uh, at Twitter if you want to join us on there. Uh, we had a poll uh, asking, you know, if, if Halo Infinite reaches its full potential, how good can it be? Could it be the best Halo ever? Can it be top three? Will it still be just kind of mediocre? Or is it just going to be a disappointment? And uh, the vast majority of people said definitely top three. I think it was like 58, 59%, if I'm not mistaken. Um, 20 something percent said uh, it could be the best ever. So people are really, really high on this. Um, I'll share where I think it could land on my list, and I'm sure you will too once we get through. Yeah. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to go... We, let me ask you a question. Should we put what? a poll out on Twitter uh, with all these games and see which one they think it's the best one? Of all like the ones that already are out? like Yeah. They, they only give you like, like four different options so, to, to so plug in stuff. So let's do one through four. Okay. Right, let's do that. Let's do that. Let's, let's see what people four. think. Yeah. Because five, right. five is trash. All right? Oh, five yeah. is the worst. Well, we could do one, two, three. Well, do you want to just like bungee games? We yeah, can do just, one, two, three, and reach. Yeah, let's do, you, actually let's do let's do one, two, three, four. Okay, and then and then we can do um, let's just do one, two, three, four. Because I mean, you know, that's the, I think more people are familiar with one through four than maybe ODST. The ODSTs and, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Then motherfucker, that's what we're gonna do. All right. I don't know why I get that aggressive about it. But uh, all right. So what we're going to do real quick is we're going to go from worst to best uh, in terms of strictly campaigns. That's a key thing, guys. Campaigns Campaigns only. Multiplayer is not a factor in this. We can't judge that, obviously, until we get the full thing in our hands. We're just going off of impressions from what we saw of this trailer uh, for the campaign. We'll talk about multiplayer another time, obviously. So um, ironically, our, 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 our bottom picks for Halos are all the same. So we're just going to talk yeah. about those real quick together. Um, now, just for clarity, the games that are in contention are Halo, Combat Evolved, Halo 2, Halo 3, Halo ODST, Halo Reach, Halo 4, and Halo Guardian, Halo 5 Guardians. Okay? Yeah. So, And also, one more caveat. Yes. For me, for Pablo's list, 7 and 6 are outright bad, and everything else is just 
in terms of how good they are one okay. through five. Like, because I still think I, 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 I love all the Halo games, uh, one through my one through five, and I think that they are pretty close to me, except maybe the top three. But we'll, we'll I don't think that five. Like when I say from worst, I don't think that Halo Four is bad. I don't think that Halo Combat mm-hmm. Evolved is bad. It's just I think the other games are better. But yeah, I do think that the seven and six. Are bad. Oh man, just, let's just jump right yeah. in. Halo Five yeah. Guardians is the worst campaign of all the Halos, and I don't think it's even close. I mean, it's no, I don't think it's close. It's it is so bad on so many levels. I mean, they butchered Cortana after what was a really beautiful send off in four. Four. Um, yeah. Then she's then she came back and became you know the fucking main villain. Um, they recycled boss fights. The missions were pretty pedestrian. There was really they were very uneventful. Uh, the 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 cast of Osiris and and Locke were just not that good. Uh, Chiefs uh, blue team were just not memorable at all. To me, it was just it, it was an absolute disaster of a campaign. I think it was like four hours long as well, if I'm not mistaken, four or five hours. Five, 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 yeah, four, it's five. just bad. Uh, it, it's it's it was the it was the game that really made me say I don't know if Halo is going to make it if they do another one of these. Like they can't, or else yeah. it's going to be a relic of the past. Like it was that bad. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I. I thoroughly confused by five all the way through. Three, four, three yeah. thought it'd be a good idea to take players away from Master Chief, and for long chunks of the game, put you under lock, which was crazy because lock was. Oh my God, he was horrible. He was just no personality. I mean, oh, it was just man. one of those things where it was. He was like just trying to be the ba- a badass. It was just it, it, he doesn't compare to Master Chief in At any all. way, shape, or form. And the game actually makes a point to, to show you that how how easy uh, uh, John fucking he, Jonathan uh, got up in lock and yeah just locked him down. You know what I'm saying? Really did. Yeah, um, and it's funny because it's bad. when you look at the crux of the game. What happened was that Lasky decided that for whatever reason, Master Chief was not to be trusted because he decided to go after Cortana, <laughs> who, if you look at the other games, is literally the reason they saved the galaxy. One, when when in Guilty Spark almost tricked Master Chief into killing trillions she's the one that came into oh wait that's not the way you should should go she's literally (laughs) saved humanity over and over and over again and for whatever reason lasky thought i don't trust chief going after cortana let's go ahead and say he's a wall and let's put all these things into motion what the fuck really you know it's just it's bad 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 you can tell that they really really focused in on the multiplayer uh, they had the war zone thing that they had on that. A lot of intricate parts. In, in, well, in the yeah, the multiplayer, multiplayer side was different, but yeah. But what I mean, I'm saying, but I'm saying, you can tell where they put their time. In sure. There. And they, this was so sure. like last minute. Oh, they, they, didn't give, they didn't give a flying, soaring, swimming fuck. But um, let me tell you what the worst part of it is. That that that, that uh, podcast that they had before. Oh, that and hyped the, the, the podcast that was great. Uh, the marketing campaign, which made the amazing. game sound amazing. Uh, Lies. All lies, fables, Campaign fallacies. Campaign full of lies. <laughs> deceit. Yep, yep. Terrible, 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 Yeah, so uh, um, that was, uh, yeah, easily uh, the worst Halo game, that number seven. Number six yeah. for both of us also is Halo Reach. Um, people love Halo Reach, man. For a lot of people, this was their, uh, you know, their, their first foray into Halo. Uh, so it just caught people at that, at that time. Um, but, dude, I think that story and those characters... It, very much like Guardians in a sense, with like Chief Squad and Lock Squad, other than Buck. 
um, were just bad, dude. Like it was just every cliche archetype of a of a fucking super soldier. It it really took away the mystique of Spartans to me yes. too. I mean, they're different Spartans because they weren't the ones that were, um, you know... Right, they're not the Gen 2s. They're Gen 3s or 4s, I think, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right, still. Horrible story. I didn't like much of the uh, the missions either. I thought the missions were were all pretty forgettable, too, other than maybe one or two that were okay, but... the whole game was leading up to a specific moment, and I never really cared enough about these players that were, while I played the game, I thought, oh no, we're getting there, we're getting there, because I didn't really give a fuck. I mean, I I, I think, you know, yeah, they named the fucking team Noble Team. Ugh, oh. The ham, the ham. Uh, <laughs> but the, the ending was... The ending was effective and really tied into Halo uh, Combat Evolved nicely, but ultimately for me, the lead up to everything that came before it just never did it for me. I mean, it was just no. It, it, it was just a moment. It's a game about a moment, and it's the end. And you can watch it on YouTube. Um, All it, the way. It just, I was not really into it. I mean, I, I really, I, I, I thought this was more like a personal dislike for me. Um, I don't know if I was burnt out. I don't know what the case is, but I know that as soon as I played Halo Reach, which I was excited for, because this was supposed to, this was, you know, everything that they promised in terms of what this game was going to be, and it was more story mm-hmm. focused. It, I just don't think that they nailed anything about it, except the last moment, which is, it is effective. Uh, now, but it's effective in the way that, because it ties into Halo exactly. and how yes. you know Jacob Keys is in there. It's like, oh shit, I know where this is going. Yeah. Like that's why it it works, and it's not as bad as Halo Five. Uh, I do think that Halo Five is on its own kind of oh pedestal. dumpster fire status. Yeah. This is yeah, yeah this, um, is, this, this is this is trash heap. Yeah, yeah, trash can. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, for sure. Now uh, we also have our number five in common, which is Halo Four. Now, yeah. I do love me some Halo 4. Like we said earlier, uh-huh, we, we uh-huh. were playing uh, some of that co-op together uh, in the Master Chief Collection not too long ago. Um, I think for me, the, the story to me is the most I- I- emotional uh, and probably the best told. Uh, arguably out of the, the whole series to me. Yeah. I just think that when it comes to the mission t- structure, it's it's that 343 kind of fun but not memorable type of experience yeah. you know what i mean a lot of like open areas do the thing here and then yeah yeah, yeah. And, and now i didn't also i didn't hate the prometheans too much i no, think that either. i think that they were pretty cool actually i like the didact a lot um, but I know that he, they were not the most popular among Bungie fans i think there was a little bit of bias against 343 uh, at that point here's I think that the main issue or the main thing against this game is that this wasn't Bungie. Yeah. And I think that, hey, I think 343 Industries had a hill to climb from the get. And I think, and you can very much tell that they were trying to set something up with the Didact as this overarching bad guy. The problem with the Didact is, which I personally love, is that a lot of it's his lore and the librarian's lore and their relationship and the didact's hate for humanity and the mantle responsibility and all that stuff that's really interesting really isn't in the game as much it's more relegated to novels and kind of things that you read along the game and that's kind of disappointing because that is super uh interesting to me um Mm -hmm. but ultimately for me uh i I think it's criminally underrated because it is it is a fun experience we're playing it and in the first like 
couple of missions, we're like, yeah, this is like really nonstop. Yeah. And it pretty much and it pretty much is that throughout. The problem is is that when you start getting into those installations and it's the same thing, the same looking thing over mm-hmm. and over with different little things here and there. Then there's there's a part where you get into this little uh thing that just moves slowly and you're shooting things around. It's right. like a rail shooter in a lot of times. And so there's just moments in that game that don't feel as as epic and open and big as the other Halo games. Um, and uh, it, they dropped the ball in that sense a little bit. But ultimately, yeah. I, I, I do think that um, this was this is a great Halo game. It's just not as good as the other ones when yeah. you start kind of... It's great yeah. for the... the It's the apex of the, the, the Chief Cortana story. Everything yeah. else oh, about yeah. it is, is decent to, to I... Uh, which is yeah, why yeah. it's 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 sitting at the, you know, towards the bottom of, of of both of our lists here. And it's a shame. And it's a shame because you know a lot of Halo is Halo and Cort- it's a Master Chief and Cortana. You know, yeah. it's it's that relationship, and this is like the best thing of that where it's it's the end of that of a of a of an iconic relationship mm-hmm. but unfortunately is is marred by just mission structures and all that. Gameplay is half the fun when it comes to these games, and so. True story, we man. Well, that's yeah. where we—that's uh, what me and Pablo disagree uh, from yeah. here on out. Now, so uh, Pablo, what is your fourth uh, favorite Halo campaign? Uh, it's Halo Combat Evolved. Ooh, uh, through no, through no fault of, of its own. Well, yeah, through no fault of its own, other than just being first, Halo Combat Evolved uh, for me doesn't have the same kind of gravitas for the other campaigns. Okay, it has a lot of the structures that will ultimately make the series. You know the series or make Halo what Halo is, but I, I feel that you know a lot of the a lot of the story is just you kind of looking for Jacob Keys and then ultimately trying to save him. Um, I don't know. Are we spoiling stories here? Yeah, we can spoil this stuff. That's yeah, like, you know, finding all... finding that he finding the flood, finding that he succumbed mm-hmm. to the flood, killing him, and then finding guilty Spark. Uh, it, it, it's just those things come into play. Or three four three guilty Spark, and it's 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 very good for what it was, and for when that game came out. Blue mind, blew my little kid mind like out the fucking water. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think playing it as an adult years later, I realized that there are complexities to the story. They they, they were trying things, and it's always funny because when you think about Halo, you think about Halo as a shooter kind of space, but it, it's actually a lot of fantasy, like the grave mind and the flood, and and there's a lot of history behind it. So um, I think okay. Halo definitely starts that off. It just never, for me, the other games just do a lot more when it comes to the lore and the scope of the game. Okay. Um, my number four is Halo 2. Um, I think if there's ever a game that is the poster child for how to take a, a troubled development and still put out a great game, this yep. is, this is you couldn't ask for anything better than Halo 2 because it was, uh, yeah. you know, according to the documentaries I've seen, there's like almost half a game uh, uh, was cut. Uh, and they chunk. kind of put a lot of things together um, in a way that doesn't feel super Frankenstein. Um, it, it, it's, it still leaves some things to be desired. And I think the reason why it's in the middle of the pack for me is because I think that the missions lost that openness that Combat Evolved had and, and got very narrow and very corridor shootery in a lot of ways that I felt were um, made the game a little too claustrophobic. Um Pablo were talking about this. Uh, Pablo and I were talking about this offline before the episode, and I, I will say that in some ways, uh, you can tell that some some of the missions are a bit padded in a way to kind of make them feel meatier than what they really are. There's a mission early on, I can't remember the name of it, where you're just kind of sitting in this this blown out city area, and they're just, just it's basically just horde mode for the yeah, first yeah. 10, 15 minutes of of, of that uh, level. Uh, so there are moments like that where you can kind of feel a little like, okay, can we like move somewhere else now or no? Um, 
But I think overall, the reason why I, I still love this game is the fact that the story, this is probably the most pivotal story in the series because it's what really gave context to the Covenant and explained a lot of their motivations and a lot of their inner, like, uh, almost governmental, uh, you know, sort Preacher. of regime and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, that that stuff to me was, was necessary because uh, for as great as Combat Evolved was, uh, if they did another story like that, then yeah. it just would have been alien species in a video game number 5048. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah. this gave a lot more context, a lot it more changed, understanding. It changed the, the whole series. Yeah, yeah, the Arbiter and kind of putting uh, us in, in, in that you know character's shoes. Uh, or whatever he wears uh, was was a really you know it was a controversial choice, but I think it worked out well because he's a great oh, well, character and, and Keith yes. David's the fucking man. Anyways, a voice actor, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and it's something that I'll touch on later, but it gives an emotional depth to the game that you can't yeah. get from Master Chief. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, so yeah. I I think that coupled with giving more context to the flood, which I hated in Combat Evolved, but now I understood more about what was going on and yeah. you know uh, why the Halos exist and stuff. That shit really went a long way with helping me really get invested into the world of Halo, the universe of Halo. So that's what my uh, number four is. What do you got for your uh, your next one? This is your number top three. Th- top three. Here we go. Yeah. My top three. Uh, number three is Halo 3. Um, I, 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 I love Halo 3. I, I think Halo 3 just takes what Halo 2 did and expands on it in terms of the writing and the relationships. I mean, the relationship with Cortana, Johnson, the Arbiter, really even further shine in, in Halo 3. Uh uh, Guilty's Park, uh, Guilty Spark's inclusion in, in the story always felt a little weird to me. Oh, he guilty. What happened? Yeah, because of what happened. Uh, and then when so- the shit happens at the end of three, where he kills Johnson, you're like, yeah, bitch, I know. That's a fucking exactly what was gonna happen. But I, I really, <laughs> I, I really like the the story that they told here. In, in some instances, it almost feels, um, how do you say, uh, all the way to all the way leading up to the end, it just feels smaller. Uh, in its impact to the world than 2 did. Uh, ultimately, obviously, with the rings not being complete and, and uh, killing Gravemind by destroying the ring, I, I, I you know, that was major uh, for the story. But in terms of, like, everything leading up, it almost just felt like them uh, cleaning up a little bit of 2. You know, like, you know, all right, so we're, let's, let, let's... And I guess it's the fault of 2 in that point where it's kind of wrapping up some stuff that 2 kind of left open. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I, 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 I think it's 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 for me it was the time the moment when I play Halo and I really felt okay graphically way better looking uh, the multiplayer which we're not going to talk about here no. was also looked as good as the single player in that sense as well but I mean I really I really think that Halo three for me was just among uh, is, is is obviously a top three Halo game but for me the story was well paced well written that's the thing about the story the pacing of that of that story is fantastic mm-hmm. uh, and then the ending uh, of that uh, of that was epic as hell and I think it really gave a a, a nice ending to the trilogy without um, without completely closing it out. Um, you know, with with, okay. uh, with the ship breaking in half, him getting lost in space, and the Arbiter and the people on Earth pretty much, you know, seeing uh, Master Chief and giving him his flowers and, and, and thanking him for everything he's done. Uh, I, I really liked that. It was really, even though you knew Master Chief was alive, you really felt like the impact of what he did and the sacrifice. And almost, like he went away like he did in the first game where he was away in hyper in hyper, uh, in hyper sleep. The same thing uh, in mm-hmm. this way, where it's like, well, he did his job, he's gone, he, he's, he'll come back when he's needed again type thing so i really liked uh, halo 3 for that all right 
My number three uh, is Halo Combat Evolved. Um, I think some things about Halo Combat Evolved stand the test of time, uh, especially the tuning and the balance of that campaign, uh, especially if you're playing it at a higher difficulty. I think it's probably the best legendary uh, mode you can play out of the series. Um, I love the openness of that uh, game as well and the feeling of just kind of being able to do things uh, semi your way. Um Obviously, some things don't hold up the best. You know, the, even even with the anniversary edition, you can feel some of the the creaks a little bit um, because you know the game runs and and, and uh, controls a lot better than it did uh, in the first game. But the first game still, from a story perspective, uh, perspective has a lot of charm. Uh, I actually was just playing it before we recorded. And I was kind of into it, man. I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is still really fun. I mean, the weapons. The, I think I think the key thing for me is the weapons feel arguably the best uh to me yeah. out of the series almost uh, it's between well, it's between the halo 3 and halo combat evolve i think those two are think, the best um, ones yeah i think they 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 had a lot of they had to get that right yeah um the first person shooting on a um on a console they had to get that shit right yeah and so I, I think they they, they knocked it out the park yeah. yeah for sure and i think just overall the mystique of of halo and the impact that it had in the industry at the time i i i'm not going to put it at the you know at, at number one because of what it was back in the day i, I had to kind of balance it out a little bit and think about you know its impact then but also how easy it is to come back to it now and i think that other games even halo 2 are easier to come back to now than they you know than halo combat evolved is for sure but it's still, it's still, it's still the daddy still of the hit, series. Still man. slaps. It yeah. still slaps. So that's my number three. My number two is Halo Three ODST. Uh, maybe it was fatigue. Maybe it's your the number fact two, that you, right? That's your number two. That's number two. I'm sorry. Yeah, my number two okay. uh, is Halo Three ODST. Maybe it's fatigue, or maybe it's the fact that um, I, there was just something about ODST that hit so good. Because you know, one of my complaints about Five uh, and Reach is that you're not playing as Master Chief. Mm-hmm. But when you got Halo Two, when you do it, when you do it well, it works great. Uh, and Halo Three ODST takes away all the fucking powers that you might have had as Master Chief as a Spartan. That's all gone. But it really just kind of puts you in this unique perspective when it comes to the war that's been happening. It's very grounded. Uh, this is my number yeah. two as well. So I'm going to jump yeah. in. Uh, ODST so for all. Me. Yeah, through all part three, um, it just it, it, everything that's happened in Mombasa is it New in Mombasa. Africa, mm-hmm. New Mombasa, yeah, and and it just you're seeing it from a different perspective, and then there's a sense of dread that permeates the game, um, and I think they do that really well with kind of the lighting and and, and the jazz synth music oh playing my God, in the back. That music is so fantastic, yeah. and the the somberness throughout. I, I think it does really. You do a really good job of it because when you when you play as Master Chief, you're this all powerful being that can pretty much take a whole bunch of bullets and just go at it, right? When you're when you're playing as the rookie, there's really not um, you're not powerful like that, and so there's there's a there's a carefulness to your game the way you're playing, right? There's 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 a way it just feels different, and, and they managed to make this a Halo game that looks like a Halo doesn't necessarily play like a Halo, but it still is very Halo, but have a different kind of just entire scale when it comes to the story and, and, and the larger implications that they have and the things that they were able to accomplish in that story and how that bleeds over to three and and, and vice versa it, it, it's just it's it's really just a, a an incredible game that i never thought when they were announced this and they talked about it, i was like i don't know if this is gonna fucking work i mean no <laughs> master chief what are we talking about halo without master chief what's halo and, and you know and it just goes halo is 
can be more than Master Chief. It's 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 the world. It's it's the plot. It's the it's the writing. All that good stuff. If you could if you can really nail all those things, you can make a Halo game without Master Chief. And 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 they nailed it. Halo Three ODST is one of my favorite Halo games. I'm oh, easily, two. man. I, I totally yeah. agree with everything you said. And I think um, I think just you know expounding on that I, I think that um what i loved about it is it gave you the rookie's perspective it gave you kind of the whereabouts of his of, of the people that he was looking for too so you got a you got a chance to get get away and see other people uh and their experiences and kind of uh, you know piece together the mystery of that of, of what happened uh after you woke up from crash landing um that stuff is incredible i think the combat is really cool it changes the entire formula puts it on its head gives you an opportunity to experience these uh the the covenant in a different way as a human being and that's like a human human being uh and that made you know like the grunts and the usual people that you you're you're so used to mowing down it made them formidable again in a way that um i thought was really fascinating um you touched on the music which is perfect it was it was just incredible from start to finish um it, to me, this was just peak Bungie. This was Bun- this was Bungie in their bag, and they Flexing. just yeah. yeah they they just had the they had it down, and and they uh, they 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 knew what they were doing, and it it turned it turned out to be uh, you know just astonishingly incredible, and, and I, yeah. I hope we get something else like it, but I know we never will. I don't think so. You know, with, with Bungie is 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 they knew what Halo was. They it was in their DNA. And they wanted to challenge themselves a little bit, and they say, hey, "How about we make a? I, I can see it. How how can we make a Halo game without Master Chief? <laughs> yeah, and can it be good? And they did it. They they fucking just fuck. They killed it. I love. I love it. I mean, it, and and this game and, and my number one, which if you guys are doing the math, you know what it is, uh, are are pretty close uh, for me. All right. Well, we'll talk All about right. it. What, what what's the number one? What you got? My number one is Halo Two. Uh, okay, for me, it's the most memorable campaign of the series. Uh, uh, from its credible start, uh, exceptional writing, Halo Two really opened the series scope, and that's really what kind of drives me. Like I, I'm, I'm a, I, I love gameplay, but if if the storytelling is just kind of when it comes to narrative, I'm a sucker for that shit. And so you know, like Marco said, it gets more insight on the religious cult of the Covenant and how they operate, their leadership with the prophets, with with a truth, regret, and mercy, uh, and then also making the Arbiter a redeemable character was risky, but it worked really well. Like I mentioned, it gave an emotional depth to the Halo series that wasn't there because Master Chief, to that point, wasn't exactly a, a, a real character. It was just a man in armor, and as that story went on, you saw more of John, and, and, and obviously 3 and 4 deal with more of that. Mm-hmm. Um, the opening attack of Halo 2, for me, is the best moment in Halo series. Like when you're there, you're getting the, the pins, the all metal sudden, and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Covenant comes in. I think it's Regret or Truth who comes in, and he lands on Earth, and immediately the threat uh, on Earth is there, and the stakes are 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 higher than they've ever been before from the get. You know, mm-hmm. and you get that like, oh shit, you're you're going through that through the through the ship, and you're you're they're invading your ship. It's just one of those things. It, it's reminiscent of one when you get invaded, but you don't know what's happening. N1, right? You know you're, you're in the ship and you've got invaded. Things are happening. You're still trying to figure it out. You know exactly what's happening here. You know the threat. You know what this means. Um, the Gravemind bringing Chief and Arbiter together by telling the Arbiter the Great Journey is a lie and what the Halo Rings actually are, which sets Chief and Arbiter into this mission to stop to activating the rings. Uh, it just brings those elements of Halo uh, and changes the scope of the game. Like It really, it really, it's funny because you're right uh, with the campaign in terms of it's a lot more uh, corridor shooter, right? Absolutely. But, but the narrative, it actually makes the game bigger. 
in, in, in terms of like what it is and what the what the risks are and what exactly this is going to go what's going to be going forward um you know a lot of a lot of the a lot of stuff has been made about the not finished aspect i i the, it's it, it, it's true right it's not finished but the thing for me that i felt when i played that game uh, as a young as a younger version of myself i never felt that the game was incomplete uh, you know, and that's and that's a testament to what Marco said, where they really Frankenstein this shit to the point where you really don't see uh, the the you, you, now as an adult and with context, you see where things are like okay, yeah, they did stuff here, but playing that off out of the box, I mean, that game felt perfect. And then the call to arms at the end with hate with Master Chief, that was fucking epic, dude. I popped like a bitch for that shit. <laughs> when a man's like, now finish the fight, I'm like, yes, please. And you know, and I think it with. <laughs> I was just red. I, I mean, it was just it. It really just took, and and that's the thing. Halo Two story, they really, really got into the writers' room in that. I think I felt that they really put that story together, mm-hmm. and it is fucking perfect from finish to end. Regardless of what happens in, in the development of the game itself, I think playing that game and then how that leads into three, which I talked about, I, I think it's a perfect two and three. Like it, 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 It's actually like a perfect trilogy in that sense, where you can play that game as a one, and it really works out really beautifully. I, I, I love Halo 2. I mean, I like, how, I like how you f- said you love it from finish to end. What are you, fucking like Birdman now? <laughs> uh, I like that when it's I finished and when it's done. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's right. I did say finish it. Oh, well, when it finished, because uh, I, you know, I, all right, I can't defend that. No, no, I'm no. Sorry. no. Uh, from start to end, from start to end. But yeah, I, I, I love it. That's right. why Halo Two is my favorite uh, Halo of all time. All right, man. Uh, for me, so what do you get when you take the bombast, the set pieces, and the storytelling of Halo Two, and you couple it with the openness um, and and feeling of of uh, adventure of of Halo Combat Evolved? You get Halo Three. You get the perfect porridge of all things Halo uh, with an incredible ending to uh, what was an amazing story arc um, that took you through all types of ups and downs, forged alliances with people you'd least expect, with aliens you'd least expect. And, uh, and, and you fuck around and actually win uh, in a bittersweet way after losing some, uh, you know, some of uh, the, the franchise's uh, beloved characters along the way, of course. Um, for R- me, R.I.P. Johnson. Uh, yeah, Johnson Keys, all them, all the motherfuckers dead. Um, yeah, fuck Keys. Uh, oh, come on now, come on. <laughs> keys, uh, keys, Keys Gang. Um, I, uh, I, I, I was really, really um, afraid that Halo Three was going to be a letdown because of how the buildup between Halo One and Two were and how good those were. I was hoping that they would figure out a way to make it all work and bring it together and tie it up in a nice bow in this amazing way, and they did that. It had uh, incredible weapons. The combat sequences felt really, really good. Um, they added new like power-ups, like the, the bubble shield and stuff like that to add more dimension to the gameplay as well. Um, you had, um, again, like narratively speaking, you had things kind of, you know, coming to a uh, coming to a boil with the story and and knowing that you were close and that feeling that you had in your gut of I'm almost there, I'm, we might actually pull this off. Um, the nail biting moments, the tension, um, the 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 sequence at the end with the warthog that was a callback to Combat Evolved. Um, 
all of those things came together for me in this really uh, amazing way. And um, again, this was just Bungie at their best to me. Between ODST and 3, just that era of Bungie to me, like they, you could tell they fucking figured it out. They nailed the formula. They did exactly what they always wanted to do. They had more development time to do it, and it paid off to me in, in having what to me is pound for pound uh, the best uh, Halo campaign of them all. Now, one last thing, as we said, uh, we were going to ask the question, and Pablo, if you were to predict at full potential where Halo Infinite could land in your pantheon of Halo campaigns, how, how do you think it could land? Where do you think it could, it, it could land in your list? Who could it bump? I think I'm in top three, gang. I, I, think, okay. um, I think at three. Um, mm. I think it'd be hard for me to... Uh, kind of get over how I feel about Halo 2 and ODST. Um, mm-hmm. uh, those were, and maybe it's nostalgia, but I, I, I honestly think that Halo 2's story is is the best story of the series. So uh, if if Halo Infinite is able to provide that, uh, that'd be great. I just feel like Halo Infinite is, um, is going to be the start of something. And so because it is going to be the start of something, there, there might not be that 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 that's story that, that's within, you know, like, oh, we're already in this, you know, yeah, like yeah. with Halo 2 and 3. So um, so I, I would say 3 if I were to, if I were to guess today. Mm, okay. I actually think it could take uh, number 2 for me. I think Halo 3 is in a pretty solid spot. I mean, that's just, like I said, peak Bungie. I don't know if that can be toppled uh, by you know, 343's best work. But I yeah. do think they can beat ODST because ODST, to me, for as excellent as that game is, um, a, a pure Halo at... It's best for 343, I think, can beat uh, a Halo spinoff as great as it was with ODST. Um, you know, I just think it's going to come down to how, where they take Chief as a character, how they implement and, and make us care about the new cast, the new opposition with the Banished, um, and of course, uh, how the gameplay feels uh, going from what's been you know a, a mostly lin- linear or, or semi-linear experience to something much more open yeah. and and and, uh, and you know breathable. So um, I think it could hit number two. Um, you know, obviously the sky's the limit, so you never know. But never I think know. at best for me, I think it could definitely be by number two. And um, then, uh, and then a couple of months from now, we're like, it's the worst. It's, I love it's Halo so Five Guardians compared to this. Halo Five Guardians is a masterpiece. <laughs> Why do we sound like that when we're in pain? Um, we are. Yeah, man. Well, you know, who is number one is our listeners, of course. Uh, thank you for checking out this week's episode of the podcast. We hope you had fun. We definitely did, too. Uh, if you like what you heard, like I said, give us a, a subscription, which is all the way free 99. Uh, you can get to do that on uh, Spotify. You can do that on Apple Podcasts or wherever you stream stuff. And also be sure to follow us on Instagram at CooldownTimePod. And if you want to participate in some of our polls that we do on Twitter, you're going to have to follow us to do it at CooldownTimePod. So... On behalf of Pablo, I'm Marco. Until next week, you're welcome, and we'll see you next time.